tonight we get into your questions, my questions, and Jason Abbott and Victor Andrade drop in to help us with Rooster Endo. You really need to listen to the show. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. That means it's Tuesday night. That means that we're live because that's pretty much the only way we do this show at the moment. Matt, how's the button pushing going? Good. Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is the show where we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. My name is Jimmy Lewis. I'm a washed-up ex-motorcycle racer, and um, hmm, I teach motor, I, a motorcycle coach. Am I one of those? Motorcycle coach? I guess as long as I get my certification renewed, which I'm uh, working on. I don't think I've committed any felonies, so I should be okay at that. Uh, I know CPR, and I know what it's like to be hot. Mm -hmm. You know how I know this. Because you get out there and you ride? Also, I, you run. I get out there. This is right. So I tell you, I'll tell you something a little bit later about how I got out there, and I got out there. But uh, anyways, this is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, number 195. That's TTTT, if you're for short, if we hashtag it. Basically, we answer your questions. This is the way this show works. It's a place where if you've drummed up a question last week, working on your dirt bike, about the way your dirt bike handles, about what the next bike you might want to buy is, whether it's a dirt bike. Basically, if it has knobby tires on it, we can talk about it. Uh, we try to stay away from uh, Supermoto because I killed Supermoto and people want to kill me for doing that. Uh, so you can ask that story if you'd like later on. But we take our questions. You can type them in the chat if you're live. You can ask them on Instagram if you're live right now. And we cut the Instagram people off pretty quick because it's instant and they only last about 20 or 30 seconds. People just watch me talk for a second and they're like going, what's this all about? But anyways, big thanks. Shout out to all of our sponsors, Yamaha, Taco Moto, bringing you Rooster Endo. And if you're not familiar with Rooster Endo, it is quite possibly the most favorite segment of this mm -hmm. show. We will be taking submissions if you want to get in on tonight's show. Oh, there's open slots. Yeah, feel free to... Uh, send us a submission. You can win a hundred bucks, hundred dollar gift certificate from Taco Moto. That's tacomoto.co. Uh, we get support from Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, DDC, our original sponsor. Just without even question, I said I'm doing a podcast. Nate said yes. DDC Chain Wheels. They are some of the best. They're stainless steel. They last forever, and by forever, I mean pretty much forever. So uh, check them out. Fast Company, makers of Flex Handlebars, my favorite. Seat Concepts, Bulletproof Designs, and Double Take Mirrors, all on board for tonight's show. These are products that I trust, I use. I uh, wouldn't bring them on the show if I couldn't say good things about them. So if you have any questions about those or anything else, I will give you straight answers from someone who, I don't care what you think, probably like you shouldn't care what I think. I'll just give you a straight answer. I don't want to hurt any feelings. But anyways, uh, you can also, we have... A seat concepts hot seat hotline, which is actually a Zoom meeting that you can join. Um, some people actually join it just to watch the show, but there's a link up in the chat, chat right now on both YouTube and Facebook's uh, that you can get to. And we will, if you have a good question, you can type it in the chat in there or ask, request to get the link thrown up again and we will get to you. So that way you can uh, do that. 
Some Pat Keller 406 says, Tat is sick, Jimmy. Tat is sick. Is that my tat? Do I have a tat now? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I wonder if I put something up on Instagram. I see RD Racer 17. I recognize this guy. I think he knows something about Kawasaki's. I'm wondering why we didn't go ride the SRs, or maybe we did, and I didn't know about it because I'm out here in the desert. The uh, They just did the introduction on their works version of the KX450. So uh, I noticed that they've done it just a little bit different than some of the other works editions, factory editions. Oh, the hat is sick. How mm. close are T and H on a keyboard? Did you uh, have to look? Fairly close. Did you have For, to look? Yeah, fairly close. <laughs> yeah, he said the tap. Yeah, the hat is sick. Yeah, it's a normal hat. It's not as cool as my shirt. This was one of the limited edition um, good team with bad name uh, T-shirts. Uh, Jerry luckily um, uh, hooked me up with one. I got I got sponsored again. So it's amazing what you, happens if you get uh, pimped out, if you're pimping out the uh, the club, the good club with a bad name. So anyways, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to everybody for asking the questions tonight. We've got uh, a few uh, a lot of people commented on our videos. We had a Yamaha WR450, a 2023 Yamaha WR450 video go up this week. There are some of the 450, or there's the 24 KTM XCW, and uh, I don't think we wrote any EXCs. We wrote XCW, XCFW. Uh, Trevor wrote a few of those bikes, uh, videos and impressions up. And then, of course, the one that all the questions came in from, the Co 450, which we've been talking about for a few weeks now because I think this will be the third consecutive show that we've talked about it. Yeah, people want to know. People want to know. We took it and rode it, and we didn't just slap a happy, you know, ride around a grass field and say, oh, this thing is uh, uh, uncomfortable and uh, and uh, it seems like a race bike. <laughs> I heard that. Mm -hmm. Somebody shared and said, what do you think of this? And I, I watched it for as long as I could tolerate. And I said, look at the name of the guy reviewing it. And then um, make your decisions based on that. We tried to do a very professional expert review of the bike. I'm pretty sure we have way more miles than any other media outlet on that thing currently. Uh, I know quite a bit about it. And one of my friends bagged him. He says, hey, if those gas tanks were so easy to take off, how come you didn't, like, show a picture of what was underneath? And I thought, Ray, that's a really good comment. And he just commented to me personally. Mm -hmm. Because I said they're easy to take on and off. The one thing I forgot to mention is that I didn't disconnect any of the hoses. Mm -hmm. And when I did take them off, I took the three bolts and pulled the side hose, the, the tanks off the side. There was a, a couple things I needed to disconnect, and I think that would have taken – because I'm holding it with kind of two hands. I could have probably held it with one hand, reached in the pocket, and got the phone out and shot a picture. But it would have been a picture on my phone and the getting the photos off my phone onto the videos or pain in the ass. And So anyways, I didn't do it. So uh, yeah, Asherito will try to join the Zoom Chat later after I finish my math homework. Man, we should give that guy if he's really doing his math homework mm -hmm. and he's he's ignoring this, that's a really good uh 
Uh, that's a that's a great thing to do. That's yeah. Keep it up with the homework, buddy. Yeah, more that, people should do math homework. That's dedication. Uh, anyways, they do have a uh, quick disconnects on the Cove tank, and but there's also like on some of them there's like multiple hoses. Like there was a there was a uh, there was a wire for the fuel gauge, and then there was there was one of them had multiple hoses on it. I think there was some venting stuff on it as well. So there were hoses and I'm just, I just didn't feel like disconnecting. I was just taking a look underneath there to see how easy they came on and off. But I mean, if you were in trouble out in the trail, you could do it. It wouldn't take that long to get stuff apart. But generally if you're taking tanks off, you're in big trouble. So anyhow, uh, the next thing uh, I wanted to bring up, let's see, do we have any questions? We had a question right up in the the Facebooks there. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Redline Cycle Sports just wanted to say because of you, I ordered a set of flex handlebars. I told them Jimmy sent me. They said cool. I should charge you more. <laughs> um, yeah, and he just bought a twenty four XC W three hundred. Got to swap those bars over because he loves them. Yeah, awesome. Uh, thanks for doing that. Thanks for supporting the show. Hey, when you do that, when you buy something and you say that we had some effect on your purchasing decision, that goes a long ways because most people don't do that or they just don't have the opportunity to kind of communicate those messages. So if you like this content, if you like us doing what we're doing, um, support the show, support the, the sponsors that support the show. I mean, that goes for any sort of outlet that has sponsors. If somebody is uh, pointing you into a direction or you, you know, use the information from somebody to accomplish something, you got to thank them. And if you kind of got it for free, you may not have really got it for free. It, you know, we might be sort of advertising to you, which some people feel like we do, but ask, I dare you to ask me about a company that doesn't support the show. And I'll give you an honest answer, good or bad. It'll be, it'll be an honest answer. So, uh, Matt, question number one. Uh, let's go to the, you want the chat really quick or you want, uh, off the sheet? Uh, let's go off the chat cause they're there and live. Let's okay. handle these people. So Horvis Turner had asked while we were still, uh, starting the show, I took your advice and got the FE 350 instead of the FE 250. It's still crazy gutless. Will an ECU fit from the FC 350, uh, 2018. FC three fifty instead of the FE two fifty. Okay, it's still crazy gutless. What? Okay, <laughs> Hortus. <laughs> so, let what are you comparing it when you say gutless? What are you comparing it to? And will ECU from an FC three fifty work? You know, I don't know that question, and because I've never tried it, and. I would think for the most part, it should swap over, but because the FE is an emissions compliant bike and they need to make it so that you can't easily do this kind of stuff, the pin alignment may not work. And oftentimes what they do is they alter where the fuel pump pin is and a couple other things. So the bike will not run with the competition ECU. This is a really good question for Taco Mike over at Taco Moto. This is something that I'm pretty sure they are very familiar with because they deal with the specifics of these on uh, different bikes. But it can't be that easy to switch, just swap out an ECU from a manufacturer. Like if you buy an aftermarket one, then 
it's it's different. They can they can make it. So you could if you have access to to one off an FC, you're not going to hurt it by plugging it in. It's not going to usually won't do anything bad. I mean, it, it, it's it's not going to like start up and cause the bike to break. It might not run properly, but or it may not run at all. So the the thing to do if you have easy access to it and you can just swap it out, swap it out and see what it does. I swap ECUs all the time <laughs> to try different things. Uh, but I think you'd better bet would actually be going, if that's what you want, go to a, like one of the ones like a Get or a Vortex or something like this, because then they're specifically designed for that bike and they will do probably more than what just swapping over to that one will do. But if you do this, remember, you're going down a rabbit hole and it usually requires that you do something with the exhaust system, uh, oftentimes other things. They're not, um, it's not just that simple. So don't, uh, don't be afraid to, uh, to play around, but I still, if you're still on that thing on the, on the chat, please let me know why you feel that bike is gutless. And then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Actually, he should call in really. Mm-hmm. I would, I, I, cause I'm, I'm just curious cause I don't feel like, and he did, he said, he didn't say what year. Uh, he said 2018. I'm assuming that's for the FC. It could be for the FE though. It, yeah. I don't, I don't know. So we'll keep up with those, those comments. Uh, next question. Uh, so Grady, uh, Barfoot, you're a big fan of big bore thumpers. Have you ever spent any time on a Sherco 500 SEF or any Shercos for that matter? If so, how did you like them? I have not ridden any of the big bore Shercos, so I can't tell you how they work. I will tell you that Sherco did send out a feeler to want us to come to their inner their bike new bike introduction, but it sounded like they were more fans of where they were going to take us to eat than about riding the bike. So I'm waiting to hear back from them. <laughs> I'd like to ride the bikes. I would really like, because we get questions about this all the time. Yeah, we do get a lot of Sherco questions. So I'm yeah. going to go ahead and start pulling some. It's kind of like that for Cove, too. And finally, yeah. Cove, I, you know, hey, if, if, you, if you're if you curious about Shercos, call them up and say, call them up and say, hey, why don't you let um, some of the trusted media <laughs> ride the bikes? But, you know, you never know what you're going to get these days. I, we are literally not getting invited to certain intros because they know we will say it like it is. Um, and we're small. We're not really not that small. So what, so two things can happen. You can get you and 20,000 of your friends to like everything we do, and then we will have to get invited. Or we're just going to wander around here because I personally don't care. I don't need to go ride every new bike anymore. I'm sort of... There's some that interest me, and I will make an effort to go to go try stuff. Like I want to ride that Kawasaki SR. I'm very interested in that bike. I've, I, I honestly, I've never been a big KX guy. As good as the bikes were, I mean, they were winning our shootouts and stuff. And I was always picking Hondas, you know, and then I was picking Yamahas as my favorite. But the Kawasaki is just so good. And I saw the changes they made. I go, man, that bike could be really, really good. So th- these are the kind of things that. Um, I do. Speaking of that, Yamaha, makers of the new 2023 YZ450, which I've yet to ride. Mm-hmm. Not ridden it yet. Trevor got it, rode it a little bit, and uh, then he goes off-road, and he doesn't care about motocross bikes anymore. So I just ride a YZ125. 
That's my motocross bike. I'm going to go to Washougal, and I'm hoping someplace that there's a YZ125. But I did inquire about riding something else that would be really cool. Really, really cool. Okay, next question. Okay, so actually this isn't a question. You had told our viewers for a long time if they actually get a ding on their front, on their metallic front disc guard, mm-hmm. uh, to send you a picture. Yes. Well, uh, I'm pleased or unpleased to report that we have gotten that picture finally. From one uh, Brendan Springer Davis. He said... Uh, the story was that he smacked her pretty good a few times and fairly uh, fairly deep in Idaho and was glad she was on there in the rock gardens, scarce uh, scree fields, baby, uh, rock, baby head rock piles, and mandatory rock hops on the single track. Dust conditions, uh, rock ledges, passages on single track. Let's see. That's a, that's yeah. a legit, that's okay. That's a legit, um, that's a legit location of scratch so we're looking at one of the aluminum discards uh and up here as well personally not a fan that's normal Mm -hmm. by the way we're looking at a bulletproof designs front disc rotor and fork lug guard uh if you have a new bike and this is this is a warning and an ad if you have a new bike invest in some bulletproof designs products because bulletproof designs products because Try getting radiators <laughs> right now. Try getting uh, disc rotors right now. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on back order. And buy it when the bike is new because once you bend it a little bit, some of that stuff doesn't fit very well. And you're gonna you're basically going to save money in the long term. Uh, that's a legit hit. So we're looking at this fork guard. He's got it kind of three quarters down around the front. Uh, that's the kind of thing that would allegedly bend a disc rotor. But I'm looking at the, yeah, I'm looking at the direction of travel. That thing could really, yeah, that was a good hit. So, um, yeah, he wins. <laughs> <laughs> and and, it, and I'm looking at the thing as a whole, just all the different kind of scratches and stuff on it. And it's not like it, because I was expecting somebody to send me one that looks like they just drag their bike through rocks. Mm-hmm. And that one kind of judging by the angle of it, you know, it was moving and when it went there, it wasn't, it wasn't a riding along and fall straight down. You know, there was some, there was some motion to that and you could see where it probably hit the thing in front a little bit harder. And it, you know, like it did what it was supposed to do. It deflected down. So have I ever done this? Yes. Uh, have I bent disc rotors? Yes. But the the amount of times isn't worth the, uh, my perceived handling deficit. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I use the fork lug protectors on some of my bikes. If I know I'm going to be doing that kind of stuff, because I like to be able to disassemble my forks and be able to get the, the cartridges, the, the cartridge lug nuts and stuff out when, when they're not all closed up. So that's a, that's a big help. Okay. Hortus. Oh, you got back to us. So it's a 2018 FE 350. It just feels like a Honda Foreman engine in it. Honda Com- Foreman engine. <laughs> compared to even a 250F, I love to. Uh, I I do love the fact that it doesn't stall easy on the tight trails, but it's tough to ride aggressively. Oh boy, he confused me even more with that comment. Uh, so if it's if it's weak compared to a 250F, I'm thinking that he's riding it kind of like. In the low end, but in the low end, it has so much more torque than a 250F, like roll-ons. But if he if he likes the 250F power, then he's revving the crap out of it. You know, that's where 250F w- works. And when you run the 350 up in the RPMs, they make 
plenty of, I mean, when even on tight trails. So, okay, Hortis, do you weigh over 200 pounds? We're going to start, <laughs> we're going to start getting personal. <laughs> um, you know, cause when you're, when you're a really heavy dude, mm-hmm. you can bog down a 350 more than someone that like me, that is now 200 pounds. Uh, but I, I don't think, I don't really think it's that anemic. Uh, what, I wonder what he has for, is the, and the other thing is, does he have the little tiny screen at the very end of the muffler removed from that bike? Because that will make a substantial difference and just kind of, kind of the throttle responsey thing that can make it feel super, super dead. So that would be my other, Horace, that would be Horace. That would be my other question is the, is the small, is the very end snorkel, it looks like a perforated um, drain cap. <laughs> is the perforated drain cap removed from the muffler? Um, let's see, what do we got here? Uh, a couple people requested to go live with me on Instagram. Yeah, it won't be live on the show, though. Yeah, it's not going to work out. Instagram um, doesn't allow us to communicate with you very well. Okay, so there was a question from last week that you said to postpone for this week. Okay. And it was uh, asking, what's your weirdest uh, riding experience? We Oh, I was supposed to think about this, right? Yeah. You should have primed me for this question a little bit before. Weirdest riding experience. I just wanted to see what comes off of the cuff, what comes to mind. I think, man, where is the weirdest? I, I was in I was in Chile in South America, and we were on a tour, and the tour guide like kind of set up all these different things, and they were leading us. It was mostly on roads. It was just beautiful. The country is beautiful. We were riding from the southern tip of Chile all the way back up to Santiago, just cruising around. And we kind of came and they kept talking about this big lake and we were going to go on this lake and stay in this place or whatever. And we kind of came to the end of the road and it was, it was kind of at the lake and they're like, um, you guys keep riding. And we're like, well, what? And it was cause it was the forest went right down to the edge of the lake out of nowhere. These dudes on horses came, these cowboys mm-hmm. came kind of over the hill and he's like, here's your new tour guides, follow them. And because it was a couple of us, I guess we complained that, you know, it was maybe too much roads. We wanted something a little, a little, uh, a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was our new tour, tour guide. So we went, we did about, I don't know, maybe, I don't know whether it was five miles or 20 miles, but some gnarly stuff. These guys on horses went some places up these canyons and took us around. And we thought, well, like, where are we going? Well, th- and this is how unorganized I thought it was. I'm like, I don't know where we're going or whatever. But how organized it was, we stopped at a actually I actually have a hat. I have a beanie that I that I that I bought from uh this whole nother story. I bought a beanie from like we rode into this little village, it was like maybe two or three houses, and the the lady came out and I think they usually did horseback tours mm-hmm. there. So we we rode up and and so I think so she came out with these hats on a on a plate. And uh, I bought this nice brown one with a little beanie up ball on top and stuff. And I bought a bought a hat. It was like a couple whatever shekels, whatever the heck they used for currency there. Uh, and then we kept riding. We rode down to the, we rode down this canyon, and there was a boat waiting for us. And we we left our bikes. I don't know how the hell they got our bikes out of there. And we hopped on the boat and went to this resort on the on the lake. So that was weird. 
Yeah. You know, just something. It happens every day, right? <laughs> Even on tight trails, Hortus is 190 pounds. The screen is in. It's 100% stock. Hortus, take a hammer and a punch and carefully knock that screen out of the back of the muffler or buy like some sort of a slip-on that is quiet. And there's not that many of them. And trust me, they're hard to get right now. But like an FMFQ or just take that. All you have to do is take that screen out. Uh, Promoto Billet makes an end cap that you can buy that goes on the end. That will improve what you're talking about substantially. I'm, I'm just trying to save you money and the rabbit hole that an ECU can be. Uh, but give that give that a um, give that a shot. That'll help. But uh, don't go to a big open muffler because then you will need the ECU to compensate for the fueling or go to Takamoto, check out what they have to offer. Um, they can offer you all kinds of different uh, solutions for, especially those kind of bikes, the, the, the FEs, the EXCs, uh, the, the basically street legal dual sport dirt bikes. Uh, they have really good selection of stuff for that. And they will bring you rooster endo. So when you get your bike all dialed in, send us a picture of it and we can go from there. So, so uh, we have another question here from uh, Tyler Stoker or Curly Stoker. Yep. My 2017 TX300. He the, changed his name back. Yeah. He went back to Kyler. The rear tire bearing. Oh, let's see. Rear tire bearings, like every 80 hours, they are gone. Stock all balls, tusk, they all do it. Just ordered some SKF ones, but front and rear just don't last. Hopefully these SKF ones do or I guess I got to stop quadding the mountain ranges. Have you had this issue? So, uh, Kyler, no. Um, I get, I want to say, if I had to guess, I get like 250 hours out of a set of bearings. And it doesn't matter whether it's tusk, all balls, or stock, or SKF. I've... I went to the bearing house and bought, like I asked the guy, what's the best ones? They all seem to last the same amount. What is killing your, your bearings is moisture, moisture and dirt. And whether you're hard on it with the pressure washer or just where you're riding as a moist environment, a lot of times, you know, when you're in, in moist environments and there's a lot of heat change, it heats up and cools down. Uh, that can attract some moisture. I have in my old, old days, I would go in and actually peel a little seal off and pack extra grease into bearings. Uh, I haven't done that. I'm not that much of a poor person anymore. And, but I think I was actually possibly we're, I mean, we're in drier environment out here, but I think if you were in a wet environment, that would actually uh, cause a little bit more problems uh, for that, but, uh, 80 hours isn't bad, especially if you're pressure washing the bike. I've seen people like Matt, uh, that like to, you know, get all the grease off of, <laughs> off of the axle while it's mounted on the bike. When you started pressure washing. Oh yeah. Well, you know, gotta make sure it's nice and clean for the axle on your, on your notes of how to improve the show, uh, yeah. change the camera angle every more so often. Yeah. Yep. I noticed that on the last one too. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're looking for, if you have any ways to improve the show, we're uh, looking for comments. Uh, We've got a spreadsheet. We're working on a spreadsheet to help improve this show. I mean, we're almost 200 shows deep and we got to make it, we got to tighten it up, make it a little bit better. So Mm -hmm. next question. 
All right, so John Ecker, 2023 KX250X, what's the best way to help with stalling slash framing out in the tight single track? Uh, gearing, flywheel weight, maybe? So, uh, John, I have not ridden that particular bike just yet. I know Trevor has a bunch of time on it. Uh, the 250, he said flaming out, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny because like flaming out stall, flaming out's not a proper term. It actually doesn't flame out. It it in but is it actually a a true backfire or is it a stall and let me kind of explain the explain the differences so a backfire uh, because of the cam overlap and stuff and and you're expecting this this small single cylinder engine to do a lot of stuff and you can you can do essentially a big throttle change at the exact right time where there's a huge load on the motor and maybe it was going revving quick and then it slowed down all of a sudden and you did a big throttle change and it dumps a bunch of fuel in there and it can't exactly burn or, you know, some of it gets back in there and it blows into the, into the intake track. Um, I was instructed that that's not a flame out. That's a backfire uh, situation. Sometimes you don't actually hear, it doesn't really even make it out because it's going so quick. It sucks it back in, but all of a sudden you've got, you're expecting the motor to fire on burnt fuel. That's fuel. that's already burnt. Uh, so I can see why people would call it a flame out, but I was told I was incorrect by doing that. Uh, so, so there's that. And then there is the just, and we experienced this like essentially with the cove, cove, mm-hmm. cove, uh, where sometimes you just don't have the torque for the, the load you're putting on the motor. And so the, maybe the timing of the clutch is not as timing of the clutch. Maybe the throttle position isn't. And a lot of times guys just, they, they, they zero throttle it right at the time that they're, that they're letting the clutch out. And it's, it's just a, it's just a fully a timing thing. And on a, so on a small four stroke where there's not a lot of torque, generally if your throttle is just two, 3% open, that's enough torque to keep that bike running as long as it's not a super high load. So we have, um, we have the situation where it, it just, you know, so it's throttle and clutch. So is there ways to help this? Uh, the easiest thing to go to is just riding technique, teach yourself to ride without using the clutch at all. And, and concentrate on not shutting the throttle all the way up. Sometimes something as simple as just running the idle up a little bit higher will make a huge difference in how much the bike is stall prone. So, so idle, idle a little bit up, uh, not using the clutch. Cause when you use the clutch, all of a sudden you're doing two things and maybe your brain isn't ready for that, or you haven't practiced it enough. So off the clutch, just concentrate on working the throttle and not shutting the throttle all the way down. So that's the kind of the simple thing. Will a flywheel weight help? Uh, sometimes, but it can also compound it in some of the situations I m- mentioned. Will gearing help? Gearing is very much similar to what I'm talking about. Let the clutch out. So in that bike, since it has the motocross gearbox in it, I guarantee you it's probably geared a little bit tall. And depending on how much you need your top speed depends on how much you can lower it down. Like bringing the gear ratios closer together and it really is this happening in first gear? Is it happening like in second and third? These are the kind of things. Another thing I've seen that can help a ton is adjusting your rear brake pedal. So the 
so some people in, in, and it's good to have your brake pedal adjusted kind of high, but some people are a little sloppy about where they're putting their feet and they're touching their rear brake when they don't actually think they are. So maybe look a little bit into, um, look a little bit into kind of where your, uh, foot pet, your, your rear brake pedals adjusted and make sure you're not compounding the problem by doing the rear brake. So hopefully all of those things will help you out. Uh, I think they will actually, but, um, in reality, I, you know, 254 strokes off-road are a little, a little tough on that, but you know, and you listen to the guys that are really fast on them, they, they ride them. They're always revving. They're always revving, you know, and, uh, but trust the torque. Oh, and one other thing that could really, really help, but I, you know, I didn't want to go down this road, recluse clutch. <laughs> a properly set up recluse clutch can, can eliminate that because all of a sudden you've taken the clutch out of the equation. Now the clutch is going to disengage when the RPM drops down. So, but people say that if you have to use a recluse, you should probably just buy a quad. I've heard this before. Okay. So uh, I, I have recluses in all of my bikes, by the way, or and, a lot of them. And most your quads? Um, my quad comes with a automatic clutch, bro. Oh, but it doesn't have a recluse clutch in it. Yeah. I drag stuff around with my clutch. It's just yeah. a stock. Come stock. That's why they say ride a quad. <laughs> Come stock yeah. with a clutch like that. Uh, so Tim uh, Bruman had asked, uh, best KTM 500 EXEF mod. I have a Vertex ECU power exhaust tip and 4614 gearing. Uh, this is a 2020 as well. So uh, we, so, we got to reload so, that section. So wait, so he said, team. he said one more time. So he's asking what's the best 450 mod because he already has a Vortex ECU power exhaust tip and a 4614 gearing. 4614. Wow, that's tall. Uh, what on a 20 on a 2020? Mm-hmm. Yep. I have a 2020 and mine's, um, 100% stock with the exception of that little, little thing. I told, uh, I told, uh, Hortus to knock out of the, the tip of his muffler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's the best mod for it? I know a better rider. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I think if you put a better rider on that 500, it's going to be an awesome bike. Oh, that does that mean? It's not, I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, hey, this this show, this my whole life would not be possible without the help of my uh, riding school. It's called Jimmy Lewis Off Road Training. Uh, the JLR curriculum will make you a better rider because we say the best modification for your bike is. A better rider. So check out mm-hmm. www.jimmylewisoffroad.com and uh, check us out. We'll be having classes in the um, in the fall, like uh, starting up around October. But in reality, what would the be the first mod I would do? Like if I just bought a 2020 KTM 500 and it came here and I had it, which I did, the first thing I did to it was rode it. It was ridden for a while, but when I got it, I took the suspension off and sent it to my suspension guy and I had it serviced. That was the first mod I did. And it came back acting a little different because I had a little bit of time on it when I got it, but it, it acted a little bit different. I played with my clickers a little bit and love it. Love it. So that would be on almost any bike, spend some time riding your bike, Send your suspension off, get the oil serviced in it, 
and waltz off, then grease some stuff and torque some bolts and stuff like that. You you have no idea how valuable of a comment that is right there as far as first mod. Because I know so many people just send their suspension off and they've never even ridden it. Well, guess what? Your oil didn't even get to break in the, the suspension stuff, and now that oil is going to get contaminated as quickly as it would have mm-hmm. originally. So, um, yeah. Uh, sand snapper. Uh, I said I kind of suck as a rider, so I need the best bike possible. Uh, it's obviously Yamaha. I would I would look at the uh, 2023 Yamaha WR450 right now. Uh, Yamaha is a sponsor of the show, so that drives me to say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do honestly think it's a really good bike. I'm so I'm getting a gas tank for it right now because my biggest complaint with that bike right now is fuel capacity. I can't go to the the five or six gallons that I like to go to on my KTM's or just an easy, you know, four gallon tank. Mm-hmm. I think I think I'm gonna I think it'll get it to like. I don't remember what the total capacity was Two, maybe it was two, eight with the, with the IMS tank, but I'm looking at some options for, for that. But, uh, in, in reality, uh, sand snapper, if, if you suck as a rider, start looking at less per, bikes with less performance. Um, and I'm talking about kind of like trail bike category, things like, uh, you know, uh, Yamaha TTRs, uh, Honda CRF Fs, uh, stuff like that, and just work on the riding because the power isn't getting going to get in the way of of uh, of it's not going to impede your riding. And it kind of depends on what you're doing. Are you going to the track, or if you're just trail riding, some of those bikes will work. If you start going to the track. You just want a bike that has smooth power. And at that point, you start, if you're going to go to the track, and somebody asked us the other day, it said, how would the KTM 300 XCW be on the track? My question is like, well, what level of rider are you? Because if you're just going to the track and riding vet tracks, it's not that bad. And and then you can do something to the suspension to make it fine. So it's, it'll crosses over a little bit better. But yeah, what is the best snapper sand? <laughs> he already has a KTM 500 2018 and has 1400, uh, 14,500 miles. 14,500 miles. Well, if, if 500 of those miles were spent working on your riding, you would be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause how, how long would it take to actually do 500 miles of training? Like, uh, what do we do in a school in a weekend? Like 70? No. Yeah. Yeah. 70 I'd miles 70. max. That's two days. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was making a statement more than a question. Well, we answer all questions and we respond to all statements. Sand, sand napper. <laughs> okay. So um, let's go to some other questions here from uh, Victor Andrade. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah. Here it goes again. Here it goes again. I was messing around with the AT the other day and decided to take the take out the muffler tips. AT stands for Africa Twin. Mm-hmm. By the way, he has a, the, he has an Africa Twin, not the latest one, but like the 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 version like a. 2019 or something like that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, decided to take out the muffler tips, the ones with the spark arrestor, and did a test on sudden throttle acceleration on neutral. It responded really well compared with the stock form. Revved up with no hesitation, better than the small lag it has. In, in with neutral. Them. He said in neutral, right? On neutral, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Because because it has a shift position sensor in there, and it does different stuff in neutral than it does in other gears. But go ahead. It responded really well and compared with the stock form bred with the no hesitation. Better than the small log it had with them. Again, dealer says nothing is wrong. Flame out. Pop. Sometimes it doesn't happen without the tips. Please, Moto Guru. Moto Guru, what are your thoughts? Rode without the tips and rode way better. Throttle response is instant. Remember, is a fly-by wire throttle. So tips, he means throttle position sensor. He took the throttle position sensor out, mm-hmm. and it worked. Did it? Uh, so I have some questions about this. Tell Victory he needs to call in. Yeah, I want to hear a nice Spanish accent on the phone. Maybe you can ask me the question in Spanish, and I can pretend like I understand. But anyways, you uh, Instagrammers, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, clip this uh, feed. If you are enjoying what you're doing, come over to our Facebook or our YouTube channels. Check out Tech Talk Taco Tuesday on all of the podcast formats, and join us live. And don't be afraid to call in. But I uh, appreciate being out there. We will see you uh, out on the trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another question from beforehand was, uh, are you going to take the 23WR450F on a long desert trip? Gas tank. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the, the thing. Yeah. It's gas tank. And, uh, so like a long desert trip means, I mean, I'll, I'll do long rides on it because I know that I can kind of, st- we, we've even on some of the Hondas and stuff with stock tanks, we've stretched out 80 miles. And we can go to some of the things. He wants a number. <laughs> I just I put can, the link in. I can, Victor. You know how to use the links on the computer, bro? Or are is your donkey, your donkey not run enough power to get the thing? <laughs> More Pabst and fresh bikes for my men, says Jerry Bernardo. Uh, well, yeah, get it, get him, you know, send him a link. I can, I can patch him in via the, via the phone link. Maybe just do to. that too. I can, I can do this. I'll work on it. Actually, Victor, we're going to call it. Actually, Victor would be great for Rooster Endo, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Which we uh, have open spots still. We have gotten, we have gotten uh, some, but okay, we so, could use more too. So here's how not to win Rooster Endo, my friends. Don't run out into your garage right now and shoot a picture of your bike. But if you do, make sure you pull back enough so we can get a good look at the garage. Because you know we don't we don't really care about what's in your garage at all, but we want to see your bike. Uh, do not grab your wife and have her you know hang out over your bike or something like that, wearing something that maybe she shouldn't be wearing when you take a picture of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that's going to go public. Don't do that. Don't do that unless she's on OnlyFans and she's trying to promote. Then it's all good. You can we'll we'll co-op we'll collab with that. Uh, but anyways, yeah, send us a picture of your bike. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. You don't have to give us the full breakdown. We don't need to know every piece on it like it's for sale. We're just telling you whether your bike roosts or endos. We learn a lot from this. You will learn, and you could win $100 from Takamoto. I would like to talk about one of my favorite companies, Seat Concepts. You know, we did that 16-hour day on our way back from uh, from uh, Washington, Matt. Remember that 16-hour day? Yeah, Yeah, my ass remembers it. Monkey butt is what we call it. Mm-hmm. Matt got monkey butt with a stock seat that's actually pretty good. I had no such thing because I had a seat concepts tall rally seat on my Tenere 700. I could sit down because we were doing a lot of sit down style riding. I could sit down all day. Actually, I had to sit down a lot because I was carrying a stupid tank bag mm-hmm. that I hate. 
and it made it hard to stand up because I couldn't lean forward because I have the Acherby's tank on it, the big tank, and it caused that tank bag to actually sit back into that pocket where I like to put my um, call it my um, my my special places, and I couldn't lean forward like I wanted to. I had to really, I had to kind of stand more upright, and I I was doing the we'll call it the uh, standard issue position adventure rider thing mm-hmm. where I was falling off the back of the bike if I accelerated. So. Uh, Jason, do you have something that you want to sell in Roosterendo? Um, you could submit it. <laughs> the, uh, but anyways, uh, when I, so I sat down a lot on that ride and I had no such issues on our 16 hour day, Matt seat concepts, saving asses since, uh, 2009, go to seatconcepts.com. Tell them dirt bike test sent you, or ask them if you can get the Jimmy price increase. Go there and say, Jimmy Lewis told me if I called you, you'd charge me more. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just joined, would like to make a call about an XR, a friend's XR650L running hot. And there, we're going to probably get a call about this. Yeah, well, there's the hot seat hotline. This is what we have the Seat Concepts hot seat hotline for. Uh, we welcome you to, to, to chat us up on that one. Uh, we try to be nice to you. We have a lot of uh, a lot of questions we're gonna have to get to, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is a uh, Brendan Springer Davis? Oh, that was the that was the uh, the front disc rotor. Oh, and that was the store he kind of threw in there with it. Okay. So uh, we did we're just writing experience, so we can go into those Cove questions. Um. So so uh, speaking of the Cove. If any of these questions uh, were not answered in the video, mm-hmm. then I'm going to take some time and answer them. If they were if they were answered in the video, because <laughs> I kid you not, like I put the video out mm-hmm. and it was what's it's 20 minutes long, right? Yeah, and then you just get a bunch of people to say, "What do you think?" I of had it? questions within six minutes of it being published. People asking questions, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's is. Do you get an award for being the first person to ask a question? On on YouTube or something, maybe. Yeah. So they they were asking questions before they even watched the video, and the question their question was answered in the video, sometimes in great detail. Mm-hmm. So the reason I do videos, the reason I write anything, is so I never have to think about it or repeat it again. Yep. I'm gonna start doing a lot of tech tips like that, and then we don't have to do the show anymore. Mm-hmm. I just like say, uh, you just go, uh, this whole show will be, you should just watch the video, follow us on Instagram, uh, check us on Facebook. The answer's there. Oh yeah. Go to www.dirtbiketest.com and type your question or the product you're interested in, in the search menu. And you'll probably get an answer. It's amazing. So, uh, that's what RP want to know. Watched your ADV tire changed video for the T7. What do you use to prop the T7 up? To get the wheels off, let's see, to get the wheels off the ground when on the trail, if you need to change the tube. That was a good, you channeled your inner Logan in there midway through that question. Uh, I had to do, I had to press three (laughs) buttons at the same time and read that question. Uh, Okay, so RP, um, so that bike right there, I actually just rolled my regular car wheel jack over there. And I have a really awesome Aturby skid plate on that bike. So I just rolled it underneath there, had the bike on the side stand, put it in the front part, 
cranked it up just a little bit. Front wheel came off the ground, pulled it off. Um, and, and I switched the wheel and did the thing, put it back down, moved it towards the back, cranked it up, put it on there. In my trail pack that I carry with me when I, I ride, I have this like extending uh, tool. It's like a, it's like a kind of like a little bit of a, it's a, it's a, it's got holes in it and a pin and it just slides and elongates. And there's a couple different fixtures to it that you can hook on the foot peg or in the hole in the skid plate. And you can do exactly the same thing. So you can, you can, it's basically, you just have, you know, you push on it and just kind of hook it in there and it jacks the thing off the ground. So that's what I use on the trail. In that video, the, that was a second set of wheels. So I had a set of wheels on the bike and then I put the tires on it and then I swapped them out. So, uh, but anyways, I wish I knew the name of that product. And I guarantee you, if uh, that company sponsored the show, I would be telling you what it is, but I may, I may on our commercial bake, run out to the shop and grab that sucker and show you what it looks like. But I don't necessarily remember who makes that. There was a, there was a, company called i believe it's called best uh what was um they they made a a a cycle pump it might have been one of their tools uh best motorcycle products i want to say best rest but i don't think that's exactly what it was but uh forgive me if uh if that was (laughs) if that's your company but it was a really good it's a it's a good little tool super compact it's essentially like a, a a second kickstand that will allow the bike to stay up off the ground. And they're quite popular with guys that do a lot of off-road riding and touring. So do we have another one? We actually have a, we actually have a, the Chester had come on to, uh, he joined the zoom call actually. Oh, awesome. So I'm going to ask Chester to, uh, unmute. Let me see. Hello. Let him unmute now. Hey Chester. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Hey Jimmy, I'm a big fan of you, man. Uh, hey, I got oh, a buddy. Sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to hand you over to my buddy. This is his bike. I watch your show every week. We were sitting here and I was like, what day is it? And I was like, holy shit, it's Tuesday. I bet talk, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday's on. He can help us. Jimmy can help us. So I'm going to hand will, you over to I my will. friend. This is Chris. And he's going to explain his XR650L. <laughs> okay, sounds going? good. Not too bad, Chris. How you doing? Welcome to I'm Tech not, uh, Talk Taco well, Tuesday. You know, after uh, almost a month down off the bike waiting for parts because no shops around carry anything. You have to order everything these days. It's so awesome. <laughs> no, yep. no, no shops carry anything. So uh, I just replaced the head on my uh, 04 650L. Um, got it all back together. It's running like uh, really hot. It's it's like white hot on the pipes almost. And when the pipes cool down, the, the whole motor is extremely hot afterwards. And I don't remember it being quite so hot ever like this before. Um, before I dropped the valve seat, it was running really hot. I don't, I just don't know what my, uh, what could be causing. So, it. so it was, let, let's say th- th- those, those bikes tend, it's air cooled. Yeah. They're kind of lean to begin with. They tend to run, I would say hotter than normal bikes, but not like what you're calling white hot. So I kind of understand this. Would, would there have been anything that you did from the time it wasn't running white hot till it started doing that before it dropped the valve seat? Cause I, promise you that it's going to do it again if that's the temperature you've got going up inside of that head and th- those hondas are incredibly durable they're uh what did the guy what did the guy call earlier on the show he said he said uh like a honda foreman <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so 
so did did you change anything? Did you open the exhaust up or I, I didn't do anything. I I uh I had a slight tapping noise and then obviously I was doing valve adjusts like every day because the valve seat was dropping and I didn't open it up to inspect that far. I was just like hoping that it was just something else, you know, but the valve seat just kept dropping and dropping and that's why I feel like I was encountering the problem with the heat in the first place because it was No, 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 no. The heat the heat was the cause of the valve seat dropping because it expanded so- the aluminum it will just got it just yeah got too hot you've got you know some dissimilar metals and that much heat inside of there can 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 do this kind of stuff but usually usually something causes this like like those those bikes and is is your bike modified at all uh just the dave's desmogged but nothing like major you know there's nothing yeah got a super trap yeah. on the back <laughs> yeah so it's extremely <laughs> modified <laughs> yeah so well so the desmogging really does nothing to the performance of the bike yeah. uh, as far as the engine, unless, and here's the big unless sometimes when people desmog it, they don't realize that there's, there's a, there's an opening in the intake. That's, that's the, that's giving the, the whole desmog. That's where all of the, the bad pollutants get sucked out of the charcoal canister and they get readministered into the intake track. If for some reason that desmog is not sealing that stuff up, that would cause your whole intake track to go extremely lean. And this would cause a high heat situation. So I would look into and check that to make okay. sure that, you know, it, it's not how somehow getting a lot of air in like that. And then same thing with when, in any time you think about the four stroke engine, like being a big pump pump, anytime you open up the exhaust that can potentially draw more air you know, more air in, or it frees up the restriction that's kind of allowing it to run at the optimum um, of fuel mixture, all of a sudden it will become a little bit more lean. So that could also, I don't know how many discs you have on the old super trap because that was the way you kind of tuned it. But I remember that we used to have to, you know, mostly for sound only run like three or four discs. And then in reality, it wasn't as performance oriented as, you know, when the ones that had 20 discs stacked on the back, which made it basically like a like a big giant open muffler yeah i have nine on there right now and i've been running it like that for quite a while and it didn't it wasn't really a big deal. when yeah. i got the bike it had 2500 and it went at thirty thousand. so i mean and this is like the only wheels that i have so it's it's seen its miles it's definitely lived oh it's got way. some time on it yeah. yeah um and it's it's so it's single it's single carb yeah. I'm I'm wondering if something could have, you know, gotten into the carb and kind of like started leaning it out that way. Maybe, you know, check some of the check the jets and check the passages. Um Yeah, for sure. If, I might just you know, I might just have so, to rejet it. Yeah, it could be, you know, like I said, it could just be like a lean it could be something simple. I've I've seen it where, you know, there's some gunk in the in the um in the carburetor, some junk that's down there. And it it kind of idles and runs fine, and then when you start getting on it, that little piece of junk goes up and like semi plugs the the main jet. It gives it a little hiccup. And then you come off of it, yeah. Then you come off of it and it falls out and it's it's fine. So it's like an intermittent thing that's causing it to run lean. So you, I think you're just generating a lean condition in there that's not normal, and so you've just got to kind of backwards track it to figure out how to how to. Uh, get rid of it because you're not going <laughs> to you've got fins to cool the motor down and, and then the oil that's pumping through it and in reality yeah. at that point you know when it's getting that hot you're asking your oil to do a lot of work yeah double, so i would double the work. i would i would guess i would guess uh that you're you're somehow 
something's causing a, a lean condition. I would go number one. I would I always go back to what was the last thing you did to it, sort of a thing before this condition started. And if it was, you know, the the block off kit, or maybe something might have just fallen off a hose. Uh, you know, some hose someplace on the intake track or maybe a couple thousand miles overdue on an oil change. (laughs) Uh, no, that, that oil lasts a long time. Uh, Right. That's what I'm saying. Just add new stuff when it burns out. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I have friends that have got, I've got friends that have ridden their bikes like that for years. Just add when needed. The other thing to check on those would also be two things. Uh, the intake manifold, make sure it's not cracked or just the seal between the, the intake manifold and the, cylinder head and one easy way to do that is to like while the bike's idling or running spray some contact cleaner or something that would cause it to um you know might might cause it to rev up or flood out when you spray it in there depending on what you're spraying there that could give you an indication and between uh, the, Brenda, between the of, carb in the head yeah, yeah so on the intake manifold that's that black boot that the carb yeah, yeah. slides into okay that goes in and i've even seen it where guys haven't seated the carb in there properly and it caused a big air leak uh, and Brenda, one of our listeners here, even says, uh, check for a worn out slide. Uh, I've, I, I've oh, yeah. not seen, I've not seen that too much on the XRs, uh, but I, I've seen it on the KTM RFS uh, motors, the flat slide carbs, but on the route slides like yours, uh, no, I haven't seen that. Okay. So hopefully that, uh, hopefully that helps you out. If, if it does or does not uh, help you out, let, let us know. We always like, I I like to learn from these things. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate so, your time, man. It was it was great that Tuesday worked out and all the parts showed up and we <laughs> we're happy to catch you, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> right on. Thanks for thanks for listening. We'll uh, catch you out in the trail. All right. Sounds good, Mike. Thanks, Thank Jamie. Uh, we have another. Actually, I hope they're still listening and stuff. Uh, George, uh, might the fuel cause the heat issue? Yeah, I I don't. I haven't seen the fuel cause uh, much heat issues the fuel usually like boils and uh and cause the bike to run like crap but if it's kind of running consistent enough to just run super hot um i don't i don't know if that would be an issue could be um i don't think the fuel's really gotten that bad just yet and that bike is designed to run on really really bad fuel <laughs> so uh oh, i do want to chime in uh we are full on rooster and submissions so if you're looking to get in tonight we're full but if you want in next week you'll, you'll be at the front of the line you'll be front of the line yep so uh, Dan knows, says he likes my hat. Good, Dan. Thanks. Matches my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And with that, you know what time it is, Matt? It's time for a commercial break. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Hey, enjoy uh, our little sponsor commercials here. It's going to give me a second to uh, maybe run out and find that little stand. And we'll see you on the backside of this. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. 
We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining the show again. Uh, we also have a, a guest in the Zoom call. Guest one or two? Uh, just one now. Just one. The sec- one of them left, so we have a Jason Abbott in, on the call. Oh, Victor left. Victor left. La Migra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jason, how's it going? Hey, what's up, Jimmy? How's it going? Welcome back to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I was going to bring you on and help, have you help Victor with his uh, Africa twin question. Oh, yeah. What, Vic- what do we got, Victor man? Ditches. I guess. Uh, yeah, well, if he comes you, back. He'll uh, be back. I'll, I'll be He's there. just back. Yeah, you know a thing or two about the Africa Twin. He just came back, so I'm, I'm blunting back in. Okay. I have, so We have a, a lot of miles on those bikes. Uh, I don't have mine anymore, but, man, I got I got definitely a lot of seat time on those things. So his, his question uh, was, and I'm sure he was talking about, and I kind of kind of cut him short when we, we had it, but I'll let him explain a little more. He's been having some throttle response issues with it, kind of like, you know, it, it's that it's that that lean kind of spot that people can somehow somehow just find and ride it across all the time. Does that make is that familiar with this? Did we lose somebody. Where do we go? Did I just mute everyone? Did you mute everybody? Wait a minute. I didn't press any buttons. You didn't press any buttons? No. We lost everybody. Well, no, no. They're still in here. For some reason, like, show them I'm all here. muted. Okay, oh. Victor should be here. They're both back. Oh, there we, we go. Are we here. all back? Can we talk? Okay, good. <laughs> hey, Hello, Victor, so why don't you... So, so why don't you explain your, explain your question? And then okay. I've got an expert on the line. Because... Sometimes I can't answer all the questions, but I don't think disconnecting throttle position sensors is the answer. Well, when I said tips, it's not the TPS. I know my English is messed up, but I removed the tips from the muffler, the ones with the screen. Oh, the tips. The, the, yes, the sir. Ti- you, you, the tip, not the throttle position sensor. Nope. Okay, got it. Okay, whole different thing. Because I was going, I wasn't sure how that bike could run without a throttle position sensor, no, I, considering it is. Yeah. Uh, so. Hey, 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 you Mexican guys, you can fix almost anything by hitting things with hammers and shit. So, like the wife. Yeah. Okay. Well, continue on this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I removed the tips and I did some uh, throttle uh, response test on neutral, mm-hmm. parked the bike, and it responded really well. Uh, comparing to what the stock tips on the muffler. And then I'm like, man, my, my DX is, is a neutral. So I took the bike for a ride two or three times just to make sure. And also responded better without the tips on the street. Okay. The other thing, yeah. So what is going on? Is it running lean or or there is something going on also because it was 67 degrees outside temperature, right? But my temperature... uh gauge on the screen said it was 82 so i don't understand if uh if maybe the uh airbox sensor is a little bit dialed up or something and it's running lean instead of adding gas to it to the mixer 
Um, That's weird because I, I, mean, I carry I wonder, a, a I wonder, damn temperature gun with me. <laughs> right. So, so you and you, you've been having issues a little bit with this bike, and it's kind of always been like throttle response. You said sometimes yes. you get turkey jerky, and sometimes you you feel it. You think it feels lean. It feels lean. Yes, it does. And and the thing is that so, you're running for two hours, man. Like on on the ride that sometimes we do, and I get to a stop, and I just blip the 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 throttle a little bit, you know, and it goes and and turns off. So, huh? Yeah. Like, like not backfire, but just pops and turns off. Not every time, but once in a while. So Jason, as someone with a lot of Africa twin experience, do you have any suggestions for Victor? Um, so, I mean, can you hear me? Right. You got me? Yes, I can. Yes. So I, in my experience that, that bike in particular likes the back pressure, Right. So I've, I've ran, I've ran it without the, the tip in it. I ran it with the whole nine. Right. And I feel like the bike is more consistent and, and it doesn't have that, that dead spot when you go to crack the throttle and it, and it, and it kind of craps out that I feel like that happens when you have the, the spark arrestor removed. So in, in my experience, the, the, the spark arrestor in the muffler keeps the back pressure. And for whatever reason, it, it, it makes the bike run better. Um, and, yeah, more, and, more I'll, and I'll second, and I'll second that I've, I've, I've ridden a couple client bikes and stuff. And one guy that is, that had a mod bike that he wanted us to ride that had an open exhaust and it, they did not have the same throttle response that the stock one has, but the way Victor describes it is completely, it doesn't, it, it, it sounds like it's just amplified from, you know, whatever the stock situation is. I, I've been ringing a lot of it. You know, I, I have bikes and I'm, I play around with them too. Also, uh, yeah. they're suggesting me to buy, uh, to purchase a, a device is called the booster plug, which uh, Daisy chains with uh, uh, airbox sensor and it puts a sensor like 10 degrees below the actual temperature. And they said, and, but you, but you say yours is, re, you say yours is reading high. Yes. Like your temperature sensor is reading higher, uh-huh. which would, which would lean it out, which would lean it out more. Exactly. And so I'm wondering if maybe that there's, there's an issue with that particular sensor, like that sensor could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, how can just, I measure it? There is no way I can find out. Like I could pull it out and, and see how many ohms are going into it by applying current to it. But I don't have a base to to see yeah. what the normal thing is at certain temperature that's a problem and so, have you have you looked on have you looked on different forms and stuff to see if this is anybody's had this issue before yes that's why they sell that so-called okay. boost, booster plug you're supposed to plug <laughs> this in and like and and in pairs with the with the intake sensor and yep it'll register uh 10 degrees below supposedly you get rid of rid of it but uh, well, I'll, I'll purchase it. We'll see what happens. What uh, what do you have the stock air filter, or do you have a K and N, or what are you doing on the air filter side? Nope, it's all stock. I've been taking them to service to uh to Sokol uh, Motorsports here in Carson, and, and it's just they they do my air filter change. I do my oil. I just let him do the air filter because it, it's it's kind of difficult on that bike. I don't want to. What miss about? It what about this the air sensor like where where that sensor goes into the air box there's a rubber grommet 
right? And so, yes, what if what if you're getting excessive, like uh, a leak in there, right? Uh-huh, what uh-huh. if what if like what if I, where it's positioned? And I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna just kind of play a little devil's advocate here. If you if that sensor isn't reading properly, and you put this this dongle or this this interrupter inside of it, it's still gonna be inaccurate. So I would almost I, I don't know what that sensor costs or sometimes those things twenty five bucks. That I may buy one. I think they're twenty five bucks. Try. Yeah, I would buy. I would replace that stock that stock sensor that's in the air in the air box and then and then confirm that it's that it's in the correct position and that that grommet is 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 correctly positioned, and then uh-huh. go from there. Right. I mean, I know it's a pain in the butt because you got to pull the tank off, you know, um, you know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, it is what it is. It, it, it's it's more difficult than it needs to be. But I, yeah. I would start at that sensor before you start and going with that that other booster deal. OK, yeah. I'll Especially, do that. I mean, I would I would actually, you know, if it's if, if there's a way you can put the booster in <laughs> out, you know, without having to be inside there and stuff, that'd be good, too. And but. If you put that thing in there right right away and, you know, you could probably get a reading off of it with the tank off to see if it's actually different between, you know, between a new one and a used one, that might that might just solve your problems. Because I, I remember riding those and I didn't have any issues like this. I mean, like like all completely, completely stock bikes, yeah, sometimes there's some, some issues where they feel a little bit lean, but not to the level that you've described to me before. Okay. Well, I'll try that then. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that works. I'll bring it so, in before uh, I do that, so you can ride and try it. You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to ride bikes that run like crap. <laughs> I want to ride good running, good running stuff. Hey, are you are you guys gonna are you guys gonna be able to stick around for uh, Rooster Endo tonight? I can. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. my wife's out. Got a couple yeah. couple good words. So, Jason, how's how's things up in Idaho? Uh, things are, things are amazing. We got a little bit of heat wave recently, but I went up to Idaho city yesterday and, uh, escaped the heat. We were about uh, maybe 10 to 15 degrees cooler up there. We got some good single track and, uh, two track stuff up, up, up there yesterday. So road till it got dark and came home and now we're, we're hanging out. We're going to probably go back up there tomorrow. I got a buddy from out of town, so I'm showing him around and, and having some fun. So things are good though. Nice. Yeah. See, everybody's been complaining about the heat down here. And for me, it almost didn't get hot enough because I needed it to get over 130 degrees so I could go run a beer mile in Death Valley, which I I did. You're going to have fun in hell then. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was a little bit like that. Yeah. Fun in hell. 11 minutes and 18 seconds of hell in Death Valley. Um, so I, yeah, I did, I did a, I did a nice little beer mile. So I'm, I'm now completely over the heat and I'm, I think I'm going to go to Washougal this weekend. No, I know I'm going to Washougal this weekend and, uh, watch a national. And then we get to do an Alpine stars, uh, gear introduction slash ride day on uh, Sunday. So I'll be up uh, in the cool weather there. Yeah. I enjoy that. Uh, you know, I miss, miss the, uh, the prime, you know, press intro and media intro, uh, events. Those are always fun. I had to I had to talk to your one of your replacements uh, down there at Honda about something that I would like to do that that uh, somebody else is doing that <laughs> I want to do too. <laughs> you know, riding a factory bike or something like that. Uh, yeah. Definitely. But anyways, <laughs> did did you did you have a question for us today? Yeah, I I did actually. Um, so you know, as 
as you know, I, I uh, switched over to the to the other side and and purchased a 23 KTM 300 XC. Um, right. I've been I built it up a little bit just with some. I'm, I, I you might have seen it. I don't know. It was posted on another another uh, you know media outlet uh, site recently. I don't. But. I don't. I don't pay any attention. You should have submitted it to Rooster Endo, and I'll tell you what we think of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I will. Um, but uh, no. So um, just kind of building it up, and and I'm kind of uh, building a bike that um, I can use for every situation. Right? Uh, I call it the everything bike, where I can ride at the track with my son and race race at the local o- OMC track here in Idaho. Uh, right. In, in in Boise and. Um, and then I want something, you know, at the same time, be able to go out on the, on the single track up there in the trails like we were yesterday. Um, and so far, it's, it's been pretty good. Um, you know, when they, they say that if you try and make a bike do everything, it's not going to do anything very, very well. It's, you're kind of going to sacrifice. But I don't, I don't, I feel like I'm almost going to break the code, right, with this bike. Okay, and um, then, but there's, there's got to be a but in this story. So... The, the I'm just kind of you know just just kind of talking, but so something that I've seen I, I joined the 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 KTM the TBI uh, you know Facebook group and stuff and I see people yes. talking. Something that I see a lot of people talking about is is the uh, excessive oil coming out of the silencer, right? And so right. the the spooge coming out, right? And so um, uh, recently, KTM offered the the ECU flash update, which is uh, mandatory for all 23 uh, model 300 XC models. I don't know the other models as well, but I, uh, for sure the 300 XC. Um, I had that done because um, before, yes, definitely, I was experiencing that. There was there was oil all over the place when we ride single track uh, for sure. Really, um, and then so now I got uh, the reflash. The reflash is definitely better. Um, the, the white map is, is more responsive. It's cleaner. Um, I enjoy writing it. The, the white map doesn't feel as kind of lethargic. It just, it has some response to it. It's, it's fun to ride. Um, the top end, the top end is what it is. Even on the green map, the top end kind of feels a little flat, but you know, we're out, out on the trail screwing around. But anyways, I still have the oil coming out of, of the silencer with the, with the reflash after yesterday's, uh, we did, I don't know, maybe it's 30 miles single track. Um, right. And it's still there. So I'm at the recommended, they say recommended 60 to one, uh, with the TBI. Um, right. Recently. So I have a, I have I have a FMF pipe and FMF. Oh, so, so, so your, so your bike is the XC. Yes, S X C. Okay, I was I was somehow I was thinking X C W, and I was thinking oil injection. Well, no, because yeah. I I originally I was going to go with the X C W, but I wanted something Correct. I could ride everywhere and enjoy it, you know. And Correct. so I had I had the X C. Um, I do have the FMF uh, uh, pipe and and the the uh, Spark Crestor silencer. Um, something that is interesting that something somebody said to me the other day. They said that if you are experiencing that you're still experiencing that it, it's dripping oil that if you make it richer it will help combat that which i thought that was like almost counterintuitive 
Um, they're like, hey, if you richer, go like, richer in your in your fuel oil mixture, or yeah, richer yeah. in the map, R- richer, richer in, the, in the fuel oil mixture. So like, they're like, yeah, if you go to say like forty to one or forty forty whatever four to one, it will help uh, kind of control the amount of fuel oil. But I I, I was like, it, it kind of like threw me for a loop, right? Like I, again, I've 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 ridden both both ECU settings, but I'm still getting the, the, the silencer leakage, you know? And so I'm like, so, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to tell you why, or maybe where the silencer leakage is coming from. Yeah. It's residual from the previous tune. Cause mm. it's, it, 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 you may have kind of gummed up the pipe. I mean, if it starts coming, you think about it, if it starts coming out of the muffler and, and you've, you've probably seen like a, like, Imagine like pressure washing oil off of something. Yeah. And you see how hard it is to actually get it to move. But, you know, so when it's when it's building up, you know, it's kind of all building up in there and it it's sticking everything and then when you stop it kind of pools up down on the bottom. Yeah. And you'd be amazed at if you, you know, if you have one bike that's running rich and it's kind of it's kind of, you know, spooging out with stuff like that. If you if you've ever cut a pipe open or pulled out the silencer packing on a, you know, on a on a rich, you know, oil mixture running two stroke that stuff gets a little bit saturated so i'm i'm kind of guessing that that some of it's right there and it's it's not really burning off because you're kind of it's kind of at a, at a better place now because i have a i have a 19 and mine's never ever put any it, it looks like a four stroke literally out of the out of the tailpipe and i mean i trail ride it you know we ride it out in the desert and stuff but i do i do get on it every once in a while you know i like to you know look, rev it out and feel the power valve open all the way up yep. things like this so but i have had bikes that i've loaned like my buddy george who's actually probably in the in the thing here he rides it around like a, a tractor you know a couple gears high and then when i hop on his bike and ride it i make it spooge he doesn't, <laughs> you know, I get on it and I blow some of the stuff out. So I'm guessing that some of that stuff could be residual to the point, to the point that, that the guy, somebody told you that you could run more oil in there. What that does is it, in theory, it actually, cause it's, it's, you know, since it's in your gas, it's actually leaning out the amount of gas that's in there. So it's technically it's making it quote leaner and yeah. leaner would yeah. run hotter and hotter could potentially burn some of that stuff out. That would be the only logical answer I could think of for why adding more oil to to the um, to the gas could cause it to 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 do any better. But um, yeah, that, those would be my only um, my only uh, suggestions, other than you know, actually going, going leaner, going less than, you know, so maybe when you, maybe when you know you're going trail riding and you're going to be, you know, single track trail and stuff like that, running it down to like, you know, 65 to 171, just slowly bring it down in a safe way. And it's so easy to pop the pipe off that and look up inside there and say, yeah, it's, it's still got a little bit of, you know, and when I shut it down, I'll, you know, you can look up there and you can, you know, run, run your finger on the, the, the skirt of the piston and say, okay, there's some oil in here. This is good. I'm okay. Uh, it's not, it's not dry. Those would be my kind of techniques mm-hmm. uh, for doing it. Or if you have the opportunity, if you have a stock, you know, you have your stock exhaust still. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still got the stock exhaust. And it probably wasn't used for that long. 
Uh, no, I only used it for, I think, a couple times in the, in the, well, three times and the three times that I did use it, uh, it was at the track. So we were running hot anyway. Right. Yeah. Cause so maybe, th- maybe throw that on for a weekend and cause it might be cleaner inside, you know, you could actually just look inside of it and see, Hey, this one's a lot cleaner, put it on there and see if the, if the oil doesn't affect it. And maybe, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe it'll just take a little bit of time to burn it out. I think, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to repack that FMF uh, silencer for sure. But then I'm also, yep. I think, uh, I think, uh, I think I'm going to experiment with, uh, with the oil because if I can get it to, you know, if by cre- increasing the oil in the gas and then if I can get it to run a little bit slightly leaner by adding the oil and the gas, but then when I open it up, it's a little bit, it's richer and I'm able to, you know, use a little bit more of that because again, I felt like it was maybe a little bit flat on the top. So maybe there's something there in, in that oil mixture, uh, theory. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that, that would make sense. It would kind of technically lean it out. And the other thing you want to check is, you know, like if it's a little bit, if it's a little bit lean, I know they don't want you adjusting the power valve on those bikes. Wait, yours, yours is not electronic, correct? Uh, well, your, no, yours no, is, no, no, no. Yeah. Yours is the analog, analog yeah. power valve, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the way to wake that bike up is by playing with that power valve. Yeah, you you would be you would be amazed. At number one, I always tell people to make sure that it that it's free and it opens all the way up. You know, it 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 actually opens the exhaust port wide open, um, and that can be done with the pipe off and just by manually pulling on the, you know, forcing the the valve to open up and make sure that when it tops out, it's topped out all the way where it's supposed to be. Just power valve height. That's super, super helpful. But then play with that, you know, just you can, you can, you can do, you can wedge a flat blade screwdriver in there or enduro engineering makes a really nice tool that you just kind of get in there and try it, you know, one turn in from where it's at and, you know, one more turn and to go both directions because they both, there's, you know, one will kind of sluggish it up, but it also makes it hit harder. And then another one will, wake it up but then it makes it flat so it's it's kind of it you got to kind of play around with it and it's not going to hurt anything yeah no it's it's interesting that's uh, a great bike you know? other than other than the jetting it will it will kind of affect the jetting a little bit you know the the the, the fuel injection yeah no absolutely it's uh it's it's been fun it's uh it's a new it's a new uh you know, new adventure and, and it's been fun, you know, playing around with it. So as, as time goes on, hopefully I'll have this thing dialed in in the next couple months. I'm going to, I'm going to go out with, uh, the guys over at, uh, Carl cycle. We're going to try one of their new heads and we're going to try, uh, a couple other things. They got some, some other options for engine performance. So yeah, it should be good. Like I said, it's, it's been cool. fun trying to mess around with it. Yeah. So yeah, those guys at Carl Cycle, and by the way, shout out to the OMC track down there. Um, we uh, we donated a school to to them when they did their raffle to get all their um, drainage stuff done so they could stay open. I, I want to go up there and ride and do a school pretty soon. So uh, hopefully we can put that together. Hey Matt, how close are we to Roosterendo? Uh, whenever we want it to be. Let's let's go ahead and start hitting this. Okay. We have a whole bunch of Cove video <laughs> questions. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to probably might have to hold these for the next time. We'll get, we'll we get, can. we'll do a whole show. Yeah. It's, we, we, yeah. <laughs> on Cove. We, we've had a lot of Cove stuff. So I understand if we yeah. want to hold off on some more Cove stuff. So we'll, uh, Cove. what's that? You're looking for one. 
No, I What's just it? want to know how What's you pronounce that. Cove. Cove. Cove? I, think it's, Cove. I thought it was Cove. I'm pretty sure. I, I heard yeah. it from the dealer. Right. Cove. Yeah. I don't know if I ever heard Gary actually say it, but I know from the dealer he was saying Cove. Okay. Okay, so mm. let's go into Rooster Endo here. So thanks again for everyone for uh, sending in your submissions. Uh, and here we go. So, so this is brought one. to you by Taco Moto. That's tacomoto.co. If you are looking for some stuff, you need to go to tacomoto.co and they have your stuff. Mm-hmm. Whatever that stuff is, even if it's an ECU, even if I've tried to scare you away from ECU, Takamoto has ECUs. They have custom tunes. They have really good support. They can answer your questions. This guy probably needs an ECU. Okay, so this one is going to be from Jennifer Zimmerman. Oh, sorry, this guy. Yeah, yeah this yeah, it's, it, I, We can do that these days. Uh, hey, this Jimmy dude. and the boys. I took this pic in the Washington. Well, she called GDR. us boys. Yeah, I took this picture in the Washington GDR uh, BDR in June. I just live over the border in British Columbia, the uh, West uh, Kuni New Days. I don't know. Right. Uh, here's my 2020 KTM 390 Adventure. Love this bike. Hadn't made a whole ton, a whole lot of mods, but here's the short list: KTM hard parts skid plate, KTM hard parts saddle bag, saddlebag brackets, Tusk soft saddlebags, co- seat concept seat, Tusk heated seat pad. Uh, Oxford heated grips, Kenda big blocks based off Jimmy's recommendation. Yes, 14 sir. tooth fr- uh, front sprocket, aluminum rear sprocket, and gold DID chain for the bling. Uh, because a girl's got to be styling. Suspension resprung and revalved <laughs> for a 5'2, 135 pound gal who likes to ride it like she stole it. Plus, some dents on the exhaust and tip over bars for riding up the mountains. Keep up the great work. Really enjoy what you guys are doing. Did she, she say foot pegs? Not the she didn't listen. She's got the gold foot pegs on that thing. Yeah, I hey, didn't can, see them. Are you yeah. guys able to see the uh, see the bikes? I yep. can see. Yep. yep good. Um, the, the foot pegs. Uh, that's a that's a good mod on that bike. By the way, um, really uh, really s- smart smart mod. Uh, I'm liking that. That thing looks. I got two of those in the garage. It looks. I like. I like that color combo better. Oh, she's in the chat. I did put on foot pegs. Yeah, those are some some foot pegs. That that lets you handle that bike a little bit better. That's uh, that's awesome. I'm not a, not a big tank bag fan. If you heard my little rant in the beginning of the show, I mm-hmm. <laughs> don't don't like uh, where the tank bags like to touch me uh, when I stand up. But uh, I'm thinking this is a pretty sweet chariot. It looks like it's in a nice place to go riding. It's some some well thought out mods, especially I guess if you're from Canada, you have to heat your butt up. Mm-hmm. And so so that's that's like we have the C Concepts Hot Seat Hotline, which uh, Victor and um, Jason are on. Jason are on, yeah. Um, pretty pretty good. Uh, any comments on this bike, guys? I like it. It's out on the out on the trail, so that's the most important thing about it. Yeah. No, I, I really, I dig it. Uh, she's out there, you know, making it happen out on the trail. Um, the tank bag's a little bit big. I, man, I don't know. That thing's pretty <laughs> well, it's, large. It's a, it's a small, it's a small bike. So the tank bag actually, uh, looks, you know, makes it, looks big, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, but uh, that I'm front fender, full, full. they need the front fender extender kit so that if you get into muddy situations, that front wheel doesn't lock up. That's the only thing I can see. But other than that, like it's a roost for me, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say the, 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 the mirrors endo, she needs some double take mirrors, but the uh, bike yep. roosts, yep. bike totally yep. roosts. Okay. You're, you're nice a triple roost, man. roost, Jen. That's a, that's a good one. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sending it. 
What's our next one, Matt? Okay, so Brendan Springer Davis. So this is like I think the third bike he's third or fourth bike he's ever submitted. Okay. So, so he's got he's got a lot of bikes. So this is a twenty nineteen uh KTM seven ninety Adventure R seat concepts that arrived promptly after a Jimmy shout out and uh it's pretty much all he wow. listed. He's got he's got a big tank bag too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, Man, what's what was his up name? with the tank bags? This is Brendan Springer Davis. Okay, he's not related to Jen because they, they, they look. He looks like he's got the bigger version. He's like his bike wants to be the KTM three ninety that she had. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's he got, has he's a got gold foot. Yeah, he's got a backpack strapped onto his thing. Uh, he, he's got gold foot pegs too. Mm-hmm. You know, Fast Company makes some really nice foot pegs for bikes yeah. like this. Yeah. yeah, the impact foot pegs that have vibration damage. He's got the Chirbys wraparound handguards. Right, the seat. Are, that's a good ad. He's got the good seat concept seat. That's that's nice. He does he does have the stock mirrors again. I don't know, people. If you if you if you want it, th- those mirrors would look, work good in the bathroom for like you know shaving the back of your neck, like I have to do. Get some double takes <laughs> if you want to um, work on you know work on seeing what's behind you. So <laughs> I, this bike is uh, it's green. There's a lot of greenery around this. It's in the bushes. Quick list. Was this coming just this afternoon? No, no. This one was from oh, last it was, week. It was submitted from last week. Yeah. Yeah, Jason. What do you got? I mean, uh, he's. It looks like he's on an adventure, right? I would hope he didn't just pull off the side of the road and put it in the weeds. Um, he's but, clean. Yeah. It's, he, see, uh, he just between the last photo and this one, he took your advice on the high fender. Yeah, so the high fender is a plus. The the seat, the seat concepts is is a must have. He has he has some uh, good tires. Like I mean, other than the mirrors, like you said, and the backpack on the tank, like it looks like he's going on an adventure. <laughs> he's 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 got to put all the stuff in the tank because he's not running any of the saddlebags. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a roost. It's a roost. It's a nice bike. Roost. Yeah. Yeah. He's roosting. He's roosting. Yeah, Victor, he doesn't have to mess around with a temperature sensor someplace underneath the gas tank. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So second second roost tonight. We're being nice. Yeah. Yeah. We're not even asking Matt's opinion. Like, where did you go? Oh, it's okay. But no one really cares about my opinion anyway. Oh, this is true. <laughs> yeah. I know my place. All right. So this next one up is going to be from James. This is an Adventure Bike Weekly. Yeah. So this is a 2018 KTM 1090R with flex bars and guards, double take mirrors, Scott stabilizers, BRP mount, Baja Designs lights, seat concept seat, Fasco foot pegs, Tour Tech racks, Wolfman this bags. This bike looks like it Camel looks. AT, it looks like my bike, and I know the guy that owns it. Yeah, Camel ADV auxiliary fuel tank, Kenta big blocks, and a <laughs> was that a climb Badlands jacket? That's what it was. Right. This is the this is a twin of of my KTM, with the exception of, I, I believe the skid plate is the only thing that's different on this one versus uh, versus mine. Jim is one of our uh, one of our instructors at our at our class. I started looking at that. Where are the mirrors that, at? Is that the where the mirrors at? They're folded down. He's got the super solid double takes that he forgot to mention. Right? Did he mention the double takes? Uh, let me see. I think he might have failed to mention that Bzz, penalty box. Nope, right, double take mirrors. Oh, he right did. There. Oh, yeah, he it's, did. it was super early in the in the submission, so I forgot okay. that already. Is that the is that the Virgin River? Or is that the Colorado River? Virgin River Gorge. Mm. 
can't tell. That's a really nice place. B says the the rear plate carrier was clean. Oh, so he's he's claiming that the last photo at the rear license plate carrier was clean, which meant that he actually just rode it off the road. Oh, it, it, it's squeaky clean. Actually, I went back and looked at the picture. Yeah. Okay. Hey, if this uh, if if this if this bike doesn't roost, uh, Jim's bike here doesn't roost. He threw it in as James too, huh? He's trying mm-hmm. to disguise his name and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if James's bike doesn't roost, mine uh, is equally as bad. So I'm going to have to say he doesn't. So I have W wheels on mine. I have a nice set of W wheels with slightly narrower rims. Um, what else have I done to mine that's different than this? I, I don't, I don't think I don't. Does he have a tall seat or does he have a normal seat? Mm. I think he has the normal seat concept seat. I have the tall one. It's not specified. Yeah. Are those skid plates uh, stock? Skid plates, the hard parts one. And on that Mm -hmm. bike, you definitely want to have a a good skid plate on. I have a Tour Tech on one of mine, and then I have a Black Dog Cycle Works on the other. And uh, the Tour Tech one is a little bit more like this, where you you don't really want to smash it. But the Black Dog one, you could could use it to break rocks and smash logs (laughs) if you want. But yeah, this this bike roosts in my world, too. It roosts in another bike. Awesome. Roost too. Hey, Victor, if you if you if that Honda's causing you some problems, you want to buy one of these. I know a guy oh, has one. Uh, my buddy <laughs> has a six ninety, and I'm really tempted, man. Believe me. Yeah. No, don't go. Don't go down that. That's a horrible bike. Don't even go there. Oh, you said uh, you said you said six ninety. Uh oh. That yeah. Okay, that, what, that view. That's definitely the best view they got. He has best, all the right parts. That that last one is good that's a rooster it's a roost yep yeah okay so up next is gonna be a joshua boot uh aka uh horace turner from earlier in the chat oh okay 2018 fc 250 the engine has a cylinder works 270 big bore kit decked head ported and polished hot cam stage two cams vortex ignition okay, program hold, by hold, twisted hold development on, hold on right I now i think hold, we discovered why he thinks right the the yeah. other bike is a yeah. Now, now we're wondering why your 350 dual sport bike is anemic. You you have a picture of the problem right here. Your 250 that's now a 270 with all this tuning done to it. Yeah, it's going to blow the doors off. It's going to have the torque of a 350. That's why you make them into 270s. Uh, yeah, it, it always comes around, doesn't it, Matt? Yeah, we we we, we, we solved it, the problem. Was he baiting the hook for us earlier or what? I don't know. Yeah, okay, keep going. Recluse Radius CX Auto Clutch, FMF Full System, two-stroke air filter cage, 1352 gearing. And the chassis uh, features uh, cone valve forks and X-Trag uh, shock. Devolve uh, adjustable link installed uh, after the photos were taken. Wheels and clamps are from a newer factory 450 edition. Um uh, 450 factory edition custom valve stems honda steering stabilizer and ride engineering mount works connection hole shot device a cherry skid plate and frame guards guts velcro seat powdered coated swing arm oversized front uh, brake disc from one of alex ray's old huskies uh carex care uh, care packs pegs 10 millimeter 10 millimeters back five millimeters down and you can see my honda foreman and husky fe 350 in the background <laughs> <laughs> oh, Honda Foreman slash Husky 350. Well, what's the other bike in the background? I don't know. Yeah, I. You know what? It's also got pl- numbers on it. So hey, for the for the for the custom valve stems and the listing of it, it's like this. <laughs> this. 
<laughs> hey, do those valve stems my... light up? Do they have, they have lights on them? For an emergency. I have, to, I have some that were like these mushroom-shaped ones, and when the bikes spun, they would actually, they were LEDs, and they lit up. It was We used to stick them on a couple bikes of the Dirt Rider 24-hour back in the day. Uh, yeah, this this just for the valve stems alone. <laughs> That bike would be yeah. a, that'd be a fun bike to ride. I mean, I always liked the 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 big bore two fifty Fs and stuff. So yeah, that's, I, that's, now I now I understand the problem a little bit better. What what are we thinking, guys? The hassle of bells and jangles in this thing, man. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it roosts? Yeah, oh yeah, it does. I like it. Yeah, this, nice yeah that, this bike has all the bells and the whistles. Like it, it literally is like is the ultimate 250. So <laughs> I just wish it was at the track instead of in his in his backyard. Uh, on a stand, yeah, on a stand in front mm-hmm. of his his uh, Honda Foreman. He just chimed in on the I, chat as well. Look I, at those valve stems. Hey, I tell you what, that valve stem reminds me of of uh, of a dog when it's shimming up and down on my leg. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so. <laughs> Got to be careful when you start pointing out the obvious here. You don't want to run. You don't want to get run over by that tire, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Horace, you're <laughs> now. Now we seem to understand your problem a little bit better. Yes, that bike will make your 350 feel a little bit anemic, but I promise you. Actually, someday you should do this. You should get you and your buddy. You should go out there and find some place where it's a dirt road, a nice smooth dirt road where you can put the bikes in third gear and you go one, two, three. And when you say three, you both whack the throttle wide open and roll it on. And I want you to see which one's faster. I want you to see which one. And just make sure when you whack the throttle on, you turn it all the way on and just hold it there and you hold them till they hit the rev limiter. Uh, and if, if it seems like the gear ratios are off, but I, I remember the gear ratio. No, somebody else gave us gear ratios on his, did he give us the gear ratios on? No, the haunt, the, I think he said, I think he gave us. No, he ratio. said that the gear ratio on the other one too, but this one's gear ratios. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I think, I, I think, I think they'll be kind of even and, uh, you'll be, you'll be impressed on which one is faster and which one is slower, but, uh, oh, and bike Bruce, uh, he needs a did- dual front disc brake. What? <laughs> It's a rooster. It has a, so, yeah. So yeah. So the so the other picture in the background, Horace is a is also a two fifty. I think it almost looks like a Suzuki, doesn't it? The one in the back corner, kind of right off the front number plate. No, it still looks like a, a Husky to it me. Does yeah. The, the the way that that fender is shaped, it the rear fender shaped, it oh. looks a lot like the rear fender shape on this one. Yeah, could be. I it's can probably yeah. Uh, I can uh, see the Husky the Husky thing on the back. Being oh, the back? nine, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah so husky. I I think just I think he's just feeling the open exhaust and the and the the ability for it to kind of like have pop or snap where where the other bike is smooth and and uh and tractable. So uh, I I'm I'm going to go go with a roost on this as well. Um everybody else we all in agreement? Oh yep. yeah, that's a nice bike. Yeah. Now, by does the way, all of these Does he want to sell his 350? <laughs> does he want <laughs> <his> stock 350? <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, thanks to all of our Rooster Endo uh, submissions, you guys are driving me to drinking. And by the way, tonight it's Don Cayo. Uh, Don Cayo, Anejo. huh? Extra Anejo. Yeah, this you can't get this in the States here, Victor. This is something you're going to have to export back up here for me. Anejo, in the back of the truck, Anejo. You know, 
stuffed underneath the pegs and <laughs> the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Next. Okay. So last mission for the night is going to be from a John, uh, Ecker, which I forgot to do that. Here we go. A John, John Ecker. A uh, winner, Yamaha. <laughs> By the way, this show is brought to you by Yamaha, bringing you picture. fine YZ, FX, and WR motorcycles. There we go. If uh, if you're looking to uh, you know win every time you go out and ride, you probably want you to drink bring a Yamaha. The best best thing about that is uh, <laughs> what do you do? Shake the shake the photo around. Yeah, yeah. If if you're on a uh, you know a YZ or FX, it comes with that super awesome power tuner. And I put a competition ECU on our WR, and I turned that thing into a fire breather, and then I pushed the button, and I turned it into an awesome trail machine. One button push and a couple few minutes on my little app, and I've got the perfect bike. Kind of like what Jason is trying to do with that KTM, but he seems to be having problems with all the spooge. I don't have this. <laughs> this, this is too clean, so, uh, man. This is too clean. Well, we're, I guess I guess he took the picture in the shop. The only thing he didn't do was have his wife draped over the top of it. Let's go, Matt. What do we got? Uh, 2018 YZ250. Tune the carbs, set the suspension, and some, add some hand guards, and it's a perfect bike. Uh, couldn't couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> um, yeah, well, maybe he should do our Yamaha reads, right? Yeah. Uh, he's got some graphics on it, right? Yeah. Got some numbers. I would say that's the restyle kit, but I think... That came that 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 look came stock on the 2018s, didn't it? Yeah, I think that's when they yeah. they started upgrading them, and they, man, they look so much better. My my bike, and I guess it's probably because I actually spray painted my numbers mm-hmm. on my bike, yeah, my 125. That looks nice. That's a nice bike. Um, but due to the, uh, I wonder if you could come over and do some construction projects there. He looks like he's got a couple tools and yeah. some plywood laying around yeah. in the back. But that's. That's the, all you have to do to your Yamaha to make it awesome is just leave it stock and it rips. The, Jason, that's, this guy, I don't see any, I don't see any spooge coming out of his muffler either. Imagine yeah, that. There's, there's no spooge. <laughs> you know what? Like the, 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 Yamaha, clean. the Yamaha YZ250, honestly, like the stock YZ250 is probably one of the most fun bikes. Like it has, it has incredible power and amazing suspension. Like there's really no there's really no need to uh, put a bunch of parts on that bike for sure. Yeah, if if it's there's there's bikes like this in all different kinds of segments. There's certain bikes that just stand out as something you can just buy and ride. And I actually, when a lot of times when I'm like you know just perusing the used thing, if I see like a stock Yamaha YZ125 come up. The first thing I do is look at the price, <laughs> you know, and if it's reasonable, I'm like, oh yeah, I think I want, I think I want to buy this, but this is one of those bikes. that's just a, a really good bike. I'm going to go, everything about this bike is, is good except for the photo. I'm a little, I, I like the bike, I get, but you know, we probably, I probably should stay away from picking on the photo. But then I don't want it to be a five for five. I don't want it to be easy on on the on the roof. So I'm gonna let everybody else vote first. Uh, Victor, uh, I would say roost only. That uh, what about that uh, uh, brake disc protection on the back? Is that stock from those bikes? I don't know anything about yeah. Yamaha. So oh, interesting. Yeah, no, they come with a little stock. The only other thing I'm looking at is is kind of at the rear muffler. At the rear muffler, the only muffler, the muffler. It looks like is 
I think that's just the the number plate, the trimming of the number plate. It almost looks like there's some sort of a protector or something on there, but kind of squarey, huh? Guess, yeah, the stock ones are actually pretty are pretty long. Is it was it YZ250X on no. this one? It was a it just was a the, YZ250. The YZ250. Yeah, if if you put hand guards on it, he should have got the X. And and speaking of power valves, Jason. The biggest difference between those two two bikes, yeah, John says is, is uh, muffler stock. The they ch- the the one thing they changed between the YZ250 and the YZ250X is the is the ramp of the power valve, and it's amazing how much of a difference that makes in in just the kind of the character of the power delivery, where it still has that really good snap, but the way it the way it kind of delivers it and it kind of when that power valve starts opening. Uh, it's just, it just torques. It seems like it torques for a little bit longer and then, and then waits a little bit longer before it really starts ripping up on top. So, so interesting. Yeah, I will go, but you can do that with your power valve adjuster spring. It'll, it'll, it'll allow these kind of changes. And that's, that's the, really the one thing that the KTM, uh, it's such an advantage. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go roost. What do you think, Jason? You know, I I think he could have taken it outside, you know, and and <laughs> and, uh, and and gave a little you're, bit. You're better gonna make me switch background, right? Right. But the fact that he has that YZ250 in his garage and he's keeping it stock because stock is the best in 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 that platform. I mean, I'm gonna roost it. I, I uh, okay. I'm feeling generous tonight. But next time you send something in, like let's let's get a little spicy on the photo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, agreed. Now we 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 always give them crap because like like we were asking at the beginning of the show we were asking for photos because we just didn't have any submissions this week. It was a little bit low, <laughs> but I mean, how really? What are you going to run outside and it's like it's seven o'clock? It's dark some places. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be able to get your lights. wife all spiffied up to hang all over your bike and all that kind of stuff. You know, wife, yeah, girlfriend. A girl do that here in that land. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get shot. You get robbed. Yeah. Robbed. Well, he uh, he said he has a follow up pick for me. Okay. He's he got. Could've. He's got a picture from the ride. Yeah. It was hard he could have had his photo, wife take no. a picture of him on the bike, right? Like a switch oh. up a little bit. Right. Well, you know, it depends on what you're looking at there, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, there we go. Here's the. Oh, oh he he already yeah. sent it in. Yeah, he's using that thing. Yeah, there we go. I almost like I almost like that better because oh, he shit. doesn't have anything on the bike that we need to see. Yeah, except he used the crap out of that thing. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's even dirt a better we want to ride. Where's that dirt? Where's I know. Going? I want to ride that dirt. That, oh, um, hold on. Hold think, on. I, Let I, me think, guess. Let me guess. I think he included it. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess, and I'm gonna go. Oh boy, I want to say. I want to say. I know a comment popped up, and I don't even want to look at it. No hysteria. No, no. This is like I have the answer. I want to say it's like like Tennessee or Oklahoma. I was going to say Oklahoma down. or Texas. Yeah. yeah Texas. Do you have any other any other guests? Or oh, sorry, Victor, uh, do you have a guest? Victor, where's he from? Victor said hysteria. Victor doesn't get out. It's, it's either it's either Southern California or Mexico. Got it. There's only two places in the world. Dude, uh, the correct answer is Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, Georgia. Oh, oh yeah, the oh. red clay. Should have known. Yeah. I didn't go. I didn't go deep south enough. Yeah, yes, the bike's got the crunk in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 
Uh, uh, okay, everybody. And th- th- this answers my my issue with this bike was it was looking so clean. I wasn't seeing any evidence of it being ridden. Oh no, I could tell it. I could tell it had yeah. been ridden from the photo. It. Yeah, it, it it there's there's a different kind of shine. He he looks like he used a lot of the you know the he, like took took it a while to clean it and put some of the shiny stuff on mm-hmm. it, the silicone sprays and stuff. Yeah, Georgia clay baby. <laughs> oh boy, that stuff is slippery. Ask my wife about that stuff. <laughs> she rode a GNCC and 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 all the the locals pointed her right in the middle of a mud hole, <laughs> and then her bike just it was stuck. Uh, Okay. Um, yeah, time time to time to pick a winner. I, I'm actually I was sure a little while ago, and now I'm now I'm waffling a little bit. But uh, I'm going to turn it out to the peanut gallery uh, first. Victor, what are you saying? I like the older one, the uh, the one with the old bells and whistles, man. That that's a really nice bike, and it's it, he put a lot of money into that thing, and it looks like he gets ridden a lot. But oh, his, his husky. The one from Joshua, yeah. right? Okay, Joshua Boot. Yeah. This one, that's a nice. Bike. I mean, and and I promise you that he's going to take that money and go to Takamoto and start talking ECUs for that three hundred and fifty. So that that would be a, a nice logical one. Um, Jason, I yeah, I've been going back and forth, but uh, I I'm still I'm still digging the three hundred and ninety. Right. Oh, really? Oh, the the first the first one. Yeah, like you're. She was out there, right? Like she's riding that bike and she's out there and she's doing it and right. adding, adding all the all the the bells and the whistles and and right. Like look at that. Like the clouds. It's a, you got the green. Yeah, it's a super solid bike. Right. It, I I want to ride there too. I don't want to ride. I okay. So I'm gonna start breaking it. I I don't want to ride on in front of uh, the skid pad that's uh, you know the front approach of the garage that the husky's on, and I don't want to ride in the garage even though it looks like he had fun riding with his bike in Georgia clay. Um, I like I like all the mods of the husky. Uh, we can't give it to Jim. That's insider trading. Yeah, even he did though, say it was Grand Canyon, by the way. Tall oh, seat. It Grand was a Canyon. Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, tall seat in Grand Canyon. So yeah. Uh, can't give it to Jim, so he's automatically disqualified. Who submitted more than one bike? That was the second bike, correct? Yes. He's, Brendan Springer Davis has submitted Bre- numerous Brendan, bikes. Brendan's going to get. Oh, is he, but he's not won yet. Uh, I think he might have won a while ago. Okay, yeah, he's disqualified. His fender uh, was clean. His fe- <laughs> his fender was clean, but it was yeah. a nice photo. He got it in the flowers and everything like that. <laughs> I'm really torn between the three bikes that we're discussing now, especially this one. Um, yeah. Yep, Victor. Would you? Would can we sway your opinion a little bit? Uh, can we get you on board with the KTM three hundred and ninety? Well, it's a better picture. It's not on top of the septic tank like the other one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is this is Brenda's bike. No, yep. What's what's her name? Brenda. Uh, this is uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer. Yeah. Names names elude me. They all the same. She can use the money to buy the high, like uh, the fender extender kit, so she doesn't get mud in her front tire, or or get a smaller tank right. back. She'd almost have to go to Rottweiler to do that. It's like kind of a different, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there's some stuff at Takomoto. I hey, like the, paint, yeah. So I like the fact that she said she used the Kenda big blocks because of something I said, which is really good. And and I'm always picking on Canadians. 
Like I'm always I I I really kept my mouth shut because I already said who what dude's bike was this or something like that. So I I'm feeling a little remorse here, and I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna give it to Jennifer. I think Jennifer decide I decided that that's uh, yeah good I think choice. That's a, that's a yeah. That's a good bike, and and we, we all we're always picking dirt bikes all the time, and I like I like our adventure riding friends. Um, I think that's uh, yeah, I think her bike is super solid and and uh, well put together. Give it to the Canadian; <laughs> it's worth one hundred and twenty. It's the Canadian, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, don't uh, yeah, it don't blind your eyes when you come out from underground when you you know come outside to actually get the check be very careful about this but man i bet you the weather's really nice up there now when it's 130 degrees down here in the desert well they got a bunch of fires up there so they're uh, oh all smoked that's out. right yeah it's the other side of the world how, how does that happen someplace where it seems like it's so wet so anyways, uh, thank you everybody for joining in uh, with the Rooster Endo segment. This is brought to you by Taco Moto, and of course all of our other sponsors allow us to be here. So don't forget Double Take Mirrors, Bulletproof Design, Seat Concepts, Fast Company, Trail Tech, DDC, Climb, Scott Sports. I need to talk to Knowles. I, I might need some tear-offs for my getting roosted um, this weekend at mm-hmm. uh, Washougal. Of course, Taco Moto and Yamaha. So uh, thanks for all them. Hey, uh, thank you, Victor and uh, Jason, for joining in. Uh, Anytime, Victor. Get get back to us with that question. You know, if if this solves the problem, I yeah, I'd I'm like gonna to, try because like man, it's annoying. Really, it is annoying. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and Jason, uh, awesome to to have you on the show. It's it's been a little while. I I, I might I might contact you here um, when I'm. Uh, I might be rolling through Idaho, Idaho on my way home. Yeah, not, please not do. Not really sure. Please yeah, do so, uh, uh, hit me up. I'll, I'm going to San Diego on Friday. I'll be home on Sunday night. But if you want to stop in next week, I got a room upstairs for you. You can uh, more than more well, than. I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be rolling my motorhome. I'm I'm like living in luxury in that thing. So <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be all good. But yeah, it's just it's just a matter of yanking someone out to go on the trails. Um, so we'll keep in touch with you guys. Uh, thanks to everybody. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform, uh, share it with a friend. Uh, if you have questions or comments, Asherito is going to call in next week. Good job on doing your homework, buddy. Um, you know, learn that math. It, it helped Matt because he's going to mm-hmm. need it. You ought to see Matt with a couple wrenches in his hand. It's, it's literally, it's horrifying. <laughs> There's a reason why I didn't study mechanics. Cause, cause you didn't want to break things. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I did not. So, um, but yeah, share it, share it with a friend, uh, leave your comments, questions, concerns in the comments and, uh, let our sponsors know that, uh, we're doing a good job here. I mean, even if we're, we're not, and by show 200, we're going to have a, a better format with a new segment. So if you think that you can make this show better, send us an email, let us know. Uh, we'd like you to help us as much. Oh, product of the week. Forgot about this. Yeah. Um, so this is this little thing. So I'm holding up a, basically it's a tube with uh, a pin in it that if I pull this pin out, which has a Velcro strap on it, so it can you can strap it to things, but pull the pin out there. Now all of a sudden this comes out and extends. So I have this, this is the, the dealy bob. So if you have your bike on the kickstand on one side, you can take it and then you can figure out the height. You kind of guess on the height a little bit. You go ahead and put the pin back in and go like this. 
and push it back in. The pin is pretty stout like that. And now you hook this onto underneath the foot peg or a hole in the skid plate or something. And that holds your bike up. And depending on whether you're doing front bias or rear bias, uh, it will hold the front wheel or the rear wheel off the ground and you can do a tire change. So this was the tool I was talking about. I think, I think I got it from go to cyclepump.com. And I believe that'll take you to a website that may or may not get you to where this thing is. But there's a few people that make these. Uh, they're they're out there and available. But this is what I carry around when you ask how I change my tire out in the trail. But I like running good quality tubes and good quality tires so we don't have that problem. Right, Matt? Right. So with that, everybody, thank you for joining in. And uh, we will see you out in the trail. So cheers, everybody. <laughs>